Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of the Crush Cast. Today, Regional Honor Associate Michael Ducor. He's been with Equitable for 48 years. He is Hallmark 8. And we celebrated, Michael, your Regional Honor Associate two weeks ago at the Old Guard meeting. Congratulations and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It was a great honor. Let's start with that. What was that like? Like, let's go through the whole process. What was it like being notified that you were the Regional Honor Associate? And, and what was that evening like for you? So I, I guess, you know, some guys would have an issue um, admitting this, but I must admit when Tammy called, I mean, I sort of had, you know, I knew I was nominated, you know, branch I've been around long enough to know that when you get asked certain questions for certain information, something's going on. So I've been around long enough to know, but I must admit when Tammy called, I had tears in my eyes and running down my face. And equitable has just been my life. Well, you know, the significance in the history of the recognition. How about the evening itself? I mean, that is my favorite equitable night of the year, specifically because of the honor that we bestow on advisors like yourself. What was it like for you that evening? So it, it was it was really moving because again, being around so long, I've been to so many conferences between NLF and Pinnacle and ARC and equitable gold and life leaders uh 48 years i've never been to an old guard meeting hmm. and the camaraderie and just the attention and just not i i know how important honor associate is but just seeing how the branch management team just sort of cherished that award was, was really moving it was great it's moving for all of us and seeing the introductions, feeling how much it means, and then seeing the congratulations, you know, congratulations again. Let's go back to the beginning of your career. And how old were you when you started? I was actually 17 years old. I had graduated college. Um, I was really good in math. So I sort of looked through the book of occupations and realized actuary was like sort of the highest level job for somebody good in math uh my parents had very little money i lived in queens so i wound up going to the college of insurance which was only a work study program so i needed to find a sponsor and equitable sponsored me for college and i went to school a semester and i worked a semester and equitable paid 80 percent of my tuition and um you know, here, here we are. I worked five, six years through my college degree. After graduation, I worked in advanced underwriting. And, you know, a year after that, I got a call from, you know, an all-time icon, Hal Wolshinsky. Yeah, Iron so, Finger. Steel Finger. Steel Finger. Um, come work in my branch as my advanced underwriter. Um, we became partners when they sort of merged his branch. He was always a top producer. Uh, so between Jeff Comerford, you know, training me in the home office on advanced underwriting, and then Hal Wolshinsky learning how to build a practice, um, it, it was just, I, I was very, very lucky. And then the next big transition in the career was almost 20 years after that, um, 
Hal sort of wanted to do things a little different. We agreed that it was time to sort of part ways. We did so amicably. And Tony Sages brought me from the New York branch to New Jersey to sort of be the sort of advanced underwriter, advanced planner for all of New Jersey while I built out my practice. And it was a perfect move. I saw you at the ARC meeting uh, participate in a panel. And every time I see you on a panel, I see what appears to be the effortless explanation of extremely advanced planning techniques using life insurance. So that's really been the heart of your career. Clearly, I mean, uh, you know, I kind of did get a chuckle when I saw the company with the big announcement that we're going to sort of really emphasize holistic life planning. But as you and I both know, the top advisors, we've always yeah. done holistic life planning. We know our we know everything about our clients. We care about their families. We know what's important to them. Um, but it, it, it has been missing as I watch new advisors come through. So I think it's awesome that it's sort of formalized uh, what you know most of the top estate planners and financial planners have done for years. Well, I think you put it right. It, I think that our top advisors watching them go through HLP, many of them, their response was, this is what I'm doing now. In some cases, this has formalized it. Was it intuitive? Was it instinctual? Was it because they had a great mentor? It may have been all three, but now the formal pursuit of integrating HLP, holistic planning for clients. I wonder if there is a specific area of risk management and life insurance planning that is your favorite, like your favorite type of solution to provide for a client because it's meaningful to you. I'm going to give you two. The first one is so basic, but to me, sort of the real foundation of what we do, you know, the, the, the significance of what we do, um, and it's life needs analysis. You know, we, yeah. probably, you know, I think you probably learned it the way I did, Tom Wolf Capital. No doubt, analysis, FNA. Uh, right? Um, but life needs analysis. I mean, there's a lot of things we do um, and the way I outline it when I do training to the younger people is, you know, we kind of do five things. We examine what happens to a family if the breadwinner gets hit by the bus and doesn't survive. Uh, we do the same thing if they get hurt, can't work, the disability area. We look at college, at funding. Then we look at retirement planning, or as I like to say, at financial independence. And then lastly, estate planning. Um, with so much of the shift towards investment planning, I kind of joke with my associates that sort of focus on that, you know, changing somebody's portfolio return by 10 or 15 basis points and lowering their standard deviation. That's important, but it doesn't change a life. If we don't get a family the right amount of life insurance and that catastrophe happens, it's a tragedy. So the one thing we do that avoids financial tragedy is making sure a family has the right amount of life insurance. I don't care if it's all term insurance. Yep. So to me, that's probably paramount. And then as you know, you sort of progress and your clients become wealthier, um, it's really finding out what's important to that family 
about the legacy planning and, and transitioning money to the next generation. And I always counsel the clients that it doesn't need to be equal. It needs to be fair for whatever fair is in your family. Well, in, in both of those cases, I'm sure you've seen the end result. You've seen that the planning was done properly, the client moved forward, and then years later, sometimes decades later, you're now putting that plan in place. And although it's sad, you're then delivering that solution. What is that like for you as an advisor? Um, it sort of brings together everything we've done and, and that sort of peacefulness that we're bringing to a family at, at that horrible moment in time. You know, we've, we've always heard the stories, you know, at, at a really bad time in a family's life, uh, there's only one person walking in the door with money. There's a lot of people walking in the door looking for money. Um, so just, just sort of knowing that we keep kids in their own house and their own neighborhood and keep their friends and they don't have to change schools. Um, you know, that, that to me is the power in what we do. Sure, estate planning is great and replacing dollars lost for taxes is wonderful and crucially important and that's what we love doing. Um, but you know, if 50 million became 30 million, you know, nobody's shedding tears. Uh, but when a 42-year-old develops cancer with young kids and we walk in the door with two million bucks so that that young widow can not worry about where her kids are going to continue to live, I mean, it's just, it's just so satisfying in what we do. You can't eliminate the emotional devastation, although you do minimize it, but you can prevent financial devastation and allow them to live with dignity. Absolutely. I, I, I pulled up your AIDB report, which is the history of your performance. And oh, my gosh, like you are on a tear. You look at someone that has been in our career for 48 years and your performance is absolutely top notch, extraordinary. What do you attribute that to? Getting older, just doing it, doing it, doing it. Um, you know, we always talk about goals and, you know, I love your 510 blue. Um, I'll confess, I, I don't do it. I'm too old. You can't teach old dogs too many new tricks. But I do keep one statistic just over time. Again, being a mathematician, the one thing I still track is how many appointments do I have in a year? I know my goal is to have 200 appointments in a year. If I do that, I'm going to meet all my other goals because the activity just sort of flows. I'll get enough referrals. I'll do enough client reviews. But I'd also be remiss if I didn't bring up that my sort of friendship developed with Randy O'Brien mm. helped me sort of retool, if you will, and add, you know, I've always sold over from variable life, but just learning, you know, again, more of the fine points and refining my approach and using COIL with the institutional product uh, sort of helped me up my game even further. Well, so you've got the fundamentals, which is 200 meetings a year equals success, but then also the evolution, continuously learning, continuously refining. As you think about 23, this will be my closing question for you. What are you most excited about? 
I think the tax law change. I think the next two and a half years in the estate planning world, you know, I got I got excited. And again, I just shared about the overfunded VUL and coil yeah. and asset location. That's all fun. Uh, but again, my roots really were in the estate planning world. Um, I was president of New York City Estate Planning Council in New York City with the top attorneys, top planners. Um, I love estate planning. And with the sort of prospect of the law sunsetting at the end of 2025, there's so much chatter and activity about wealthy people making their gifts before the exemption gets cut in half. Um, you know, it's gonna be really, you know, I don't wanna call it a fire sale of planning, if you will, uh, but the next two and a half years are just gonna be really exciting in the estate planning world again. It's a time of urgency, time to get clients to look at it and take action. Mike, this has been an amazing discussion. It is awesome to see a professional at the peak of their game, getting better after 48 years of taking care of people. Much respect and appreciation and congratulations again on Regional Honor Associates. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jim. Really appreciate it. I'm not done. Still got a long <laughs> way to go. Keep rolling. <laughs> <laughs>